I'm Kate Daniels. December offers so much fun and great times, and then it can also offer a basket load of challenges. Dr. Monica Vermani, a clinical psychologist and author of A Deeper Wellness, Conquering Stress, Mood, Anxiety, and Traumas, is here to help us navigate the days ahead, both in December and beyond. Dr. Monica Vermani, good morning. It is so great to have you join us today to share with us your insights and your expertise with us on so much of what's going on in our life to greater and lesser degrees, but related to this holiday season, the stresses that go on, the shorter days, there's just so much. And I feel that you can give us some points and point us in the right direction to find resources to help us. Perfect. I'm happy to help. This is definitely a time people need that extra guidance and sometimes comfort and knowing that they're not alone as they transition and manage holiday stress and just winter blues and anything else that comes at this time. And that is true, isn't it? That it's just Mm -hmm. a bundle of so many things. And maybe that's kind of what we need to address is that there isn't necessarily a singular thing that's going on, but it's multiple things heaped all into this one basket. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Well, right now also, like, I think we need to enhance compassion. Uh, We're in a time that we forget that other people have more than what you see going on. And so there's a lot of stresses around this holiday time, but it's also social obligations, gift giving, financial pressures, you know, workplace end of year demands and, uh, you know, trying to plan for family time, trying to be everybody's everything, managing expectations and staying in our comfort zone to lower our own stress and self-care practices uh, takes a lot of work. And many people don't know how to set reasonable spending limits or manage expectations that they have from others. And it's it's a stressful time where we overthink the holidays versus sit back, relax, and enjoy it. So maybe we've been fed something over the years and through the media as to what something is supposed to look like. There's like this ideal celebration or these ideal kinds of ways that we're together. We buy that. And then when it doesn't measure up to that, we're stuck or we're unhappy and agitated. I always talk to people about blueprints, like, you know, from zero to 10, we learn from our upbringing and our family unit. And it's important for us to recognize that sometimes we you know, expect our holidays to look like what we grew up with. And many times as you grow as an adult, your definition of the holidays might be different because your family members are far away. Um, Maybe you don't have close ones around. You're not married. You don't have children. And so you're in a different boat with singlehood and maybe not having as much connections to be able to have all these social, you know, obligations to attend. And so, yeah, it's a time of the year that I kind of, always reinforce to people, make the holidays whatever makes you bring joy and gratitude, reinforcing maybe the values of the holidays versus having to live it the way other people seem to be living it is important. And you can make the holidays whatever you like, whether it's setting boundaries with family members because you find there's a lot of conflict when you're with them. It's you celebrating with friends, celebrating with yourself and adding in extra self-care because you've worked hard for the whole year and taking a moment to pause and reflect to just pat yourself on the back with look at how far I've come this year versus complaining about all the things that you never got to get to in the year's obligations and responsibilities. 
because certainly one little segment in there about uh, spending the holidays alone and what that might feel like, it might be okay for someone. And maybe because of all the past experiences, it might trigger loneliness and feeling uh, mm-hmm. just inadequate. Yeah, a lot of people struggle in the holiday season. You know, one reason why as a psychologist I have you know, a very busy schedule during the holiday season is there are a lot of people that are hearing friends and family and colleagues talk about the busyness of the holidays or the family obligations and the get-togethers. And many people don't celebrate the holidays due to, you know, cultural backgrounds or they are isolated or alone or their family members are distant or they have, you know, abuse and dynamics that are not healthy so they don't spend the time around the holidays with their loved ones. So there are many people struggling with isolation, disappointment, or fear of missing out or not having people to look forward to spend time with. So it is a nice time for us to have compassion, but everybody's definition of the holidays is different. The key is defining your version of the holiday that is best for you, you know, whether that's with loved ones, making time for friends, or even just spending self-care and rest time because you've had a busy year, and slowing down, you know, creating your own traditions. I used to put up a tree every year that was huge and spend all this time on it. And now I've learned to pick smaller trees that are already ready made real life, but they make my life easier. You can do your own traditions of what makes life easier, making a meal with people you know, doing a potluck, movie night, games night, or even just allowing yourself to sleep in, rest and order in food. Choosing to also join in when people sometimes are isolated during the holidays, I encourage them to reach out and ask people, you know, what they're up to and even, you know, offer to help out or be a part of their celebrations or, you know, reach out to say, I'm kind of on my own this holiday season. And so if there's any, you know, gatherings you want to get together for, I'd love to be a part of it. Or, you know, you and I can make plans. It's nice for us to reach out and ask for what we need and ask for help sometimes instead of cooking a whole meal together, potlucking it or, you know, sharing the duties and delegating. There's a lot of wonderful ways to change the concept and the narrative how we see the holidays. Many times, like you're saying, we all have a concept and a narrative and a storyline of how we would like the holidays to be, but sometimes due to family dynamics or isolation or working away from home and our parents and our biological family origins, it's important for us to look at what are ways I can make this time joyful, grateful, looking at how to bring in more self-care and rest, and also managing expectations, not, you know, breaking the bank and going into debt for January. It's a nice time of the year to budget and set limits on your socializing, set limits on your bank balance and on your alcohol or drug intake. As many times we overindulge on food, sweets, and then we regret it in January. So this is an interesting time. There's a lot of joy, pleasure, indulgence, but there's a lot of regret, sadness, and disappointment that also comes with it. So perhaps part of the challenge is just becoming more aware. Uh, Certainly time has taught me how to become more aware and analyze these things. But when I think of of a person, a a young person starting out on their own in their 20s and and going through these sorts of things of maybe moving away from home and not having what that family of origin was doing, they're in a new place. Uh, But to become aware of uh, being, I'm thinking maybe like emotionally intelligent to 
take these steps that you're just outlining for us, Dr. Vermont. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this. You know, she's an international student at U of T, and they have three weeks where they have to, you know, live off residence. And they were talking about how um, she's alone, away from her family, and they never really do anything for the holidays since she's been here. And we were speaking about getting out into nature, creating a, a plan for those three weeks where she does the things she never had time to do, catch up on work, but also catch up on rest, reaching out to friends, neighbors, and letting people know because many times people just assume you have plans and they don't necessarily reach out to ask you what you're doing. So learning to consider to spend time, you know, talking to people about, you know, what your holidays look like so they can extend an invite, but also, you know, spending time volunteering. This is a great time of the year that there's food banks and there's homeless shelters and a lot of places that are accepting volunteers to help out, you know, learning to support the vulnerable, oftentimes bringing people joy brings us joy. And it's a nice time of the year. So again, set limits with not overindulging, but also look at taking control and creating a tradition. Just because you're on your own does not mean you can't enjoy things, whether you're giving yourself a nice, you know, movie night and treating yourself to a good meal or asking friends and family or neighbors even, you know, to reach out and get together. You might be surprised as much as you're on your own, some of the people you talk to in your neighborhood or in your close proximity, many of them might not also have plans. And so I'm the firm believer of learn to ask for what you need, learn to reach out and bring joy to yourself by also being vulnerable enough to communicate where you're at during the holiday season and whether you need more rest or you need more playtime or you want more social interaction, be aware, pause and reflect. We're so busy in this month and I, that's all I keep hearing people say is I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And it's about pausing and reflecting to look at, okay, amongst this busyness, where can I add in self-care? Where can I add in asking people to fill gaps that I know I'm going to have near the holiday, near Christmas? Coping with also seasonal changes. Many people are going through the winter blues already, are feeling tired, but they want to socially engage, but they're also feeling exhausted or feeling burnt out. It's important for us to recognize, do I need to get some help? This time of the year bubbles up a lot of grieving, loss of people that are not around, that are sometimes taken away by death, not only by the distance between countries. And so it's a good time for us to look at changes that we want to bring in our life I'm a firm, firm believer of reflecting at this time of the year on how far you've come this year. Look at what you're doing right instead of always focusing on all the things you never got to. And also celebrating you for getting through some milestone months that were difficult or challenging and how during this winter, how do you take the edge off the winter blues or the cold by bringing in fun things for interest, play, hobbies, planting the seed of new things. The future is imagination. Let's imagine how beautiful we can make it by imagining hobbies, interests, new things that we want to bring into our life that support health, exercise, eating clean, being the best version of ourselves and our highest and best. All of these are just so beautiful and, and, and there's a lot and we can choose then to, to focus on one or, or several. And I think you've given us so much to work with here, Dr. Verbani. And I think also I want to mention this book, A Deeper Wellness, and it also has the workbook, although this itself can be used in that way. 
when we don't necessarily have someone that we can counsel with and and I think in these days we're having some challenges because of of shortages uh in in that particular area of healthcare with mental health care that you know doing some work on our own using this book a deeper wellness will help us to navigate some of the areas in our life where we can um where we need more growth or we keep growing because it's never a place that we reach a plateau when we're done right yeah, and you know the last few years have been challenging for many people in different areas and in different ways. Whether you had a family, whether you're on your own, whether you're dating or in a coupleship, and so it's important for us to realize we're all perfect. We're all in a work in progress as well. We're all working on ourselves to fine tune and be better versions of ourselves. During the last few years, people had struggles in different ways, and yes, resources are tight, and so. Many of us professionals have taken the pandemic as a time to put out resources, podcasts, articles out there to support people when you have a moment to work on self-care and work on self-reflection. A deeper wellness is my contribution to people who don't have time or energy but do feel a lack of fulfillment and they need to work on themselves wherever they're at to just go deeper and work on self-care betterment setting boundaries, working through guilt, shame, blame, all the wonderful things that bring us to a place of growth but are also painful things to endure on an emotional level. And so Deeper Wellness, a lot of people have loved on a corporate level to give out books to their employees, family members giving it to people for support because it's a workbook as well as giving you knowledge set. And it's a time of the year that it is good for us to reflect on things that we've grown and learned from the painful experiences but also changes that we have to make. It's important for us to recognize all human behavior has a purpose. All human symptoms have a purpose. If you're struggling with mood, anxiety, high stress, burnout, it's time to pause and reflect. Maybe reach out beyond yourself, beyond self-help to get therapy involved, to go on wait lists for resources out there, or speak to your family doctor about options that might be medication-oriented or supports from a coach or a therapist or lifestyle you know, management person. It is important for us to take charge. You are here to work on being a better version of yourself so that you bring in joy and you can live in your highest and best. And the one thing we all have to recognize, when you're in pain, you spill over onto others. Others, whether it's your family members, your loved one, your children, your colleagues at work, or your productivity levels. And so working on our health just means when you're in a good place of health, there's also a ripple effect of influencing loved ones colleagues, workplaces with positivity and wellness. Who do you want to be? Let's plant the seed of manifesting the life you deserve to live, as well as feeling happier in your mind, body, and soul so that you can work on you know, aspects that you're not too proud of instead of ignoring them. Many times during this time of the year, drugs, alcohol, food become comfort behaviors because we're stressed out and tired. Learning to put limits on that stuff And working on ourselves for a deeper wellness is if you need something to take the edge off life, something's wrong with your recipe of living life. Mm -hmm. Let's try to pause and look at our life accurately. What can I change? Who can I rely on as a resource to help me change so that I can be accountable? Because sometimes we're not good bosses to ourselves. We're there for everybody at our expense. Don't give from your well, give from your overflow. If you don't take care of you, you're not going to be very good to others around you that you're taking care of too. 
I I just have to go back to what you had said, which I think is one of those quotes that needs to be emblazoned on banners. Like, uh-huh. if you need something to take the edge off life, something's wrong with the recipe. You bet. And I used to always say that to people that if you're drinking too much and you at the end of the day, if you need to take the edge off your day, maybe we need to reflect on what's wrong with your day that feels so stressful that you need to take an edge off. And maybe we need to change your life, make it more fulfilling and less stressful versus trying to find things that are quick fixes and taking the edge off. Each and every one of us have our own areas of dysfunction, whether we're drinking too much coffee, eating more sweets than we need to, craving carbs every day, not getting the exercise, not going out in nature, not having time for hobbies, interests, and things that bring me joy. you got to live each day as if it's your last because we are born with the uncertainty of not knowing when and how we're going to die. And so it is important for us to take care of ourselves to be healthy for our loved ones, but it's also important for us to look at, am I living a day-to-day healthy life? And if I'm not and I need something to take the edge off, I'm finding quick fixes. I'm not solving the problem of a stressful workload, of not managing my family life, of feeling overworked and overstretched that at the end of the day, I need to take an edge off the fatigue. Let's start being honest with ourselves. A deeper wellness comes from you recognizing the first step to treatment is awareness, awareness of your own lies, your own bad habits, and your own maladaptive behaviors. I keep you stuck on that hamster on the race, uh, rat race, versus you pausing and reflecting with health in mind. What makes you not be good to yourself? What makes you put yourself last on the list? What makes you choose to bring in things that take the edge off versus solving the problem or the lifestyle habits that keep you stuck in a place of burnout, fatigue, not sleeping well, not eating well, and not managing life with a level of pride and fulfillment? And... As as you share this, and all of it is so critically important, brings to mind how I I want to be part of making the world a better place. I want, we know Mm -hmm. that there's change that's needing to occur and and feeling perhaps helpless in terms of how to accomplish that. Well, I think with what you're sharing with us, Dr. Bermani, when we start with ourselves and do what we can to have that deeper wellness and it begins to emanate, and it will have a transferring effect. Perhaps others see it, and we encourage others to also do the same. Isn't that a path toward this kind of change uh, that we need to see happen? Yep. With the news blaring all the horrible things that happen out there, many of us feel powerless on how to make changes to the world. But it starts with you. As you are in a place of health, there is a ripple effect of influencing your loved ones, your neighbors, your colleagues, even strangers on the street by having compassion, by being kind. Many times when we're stressed out and not doing well, when you're in pain, you spill over on tethers. You're more reactive. You're more irritable. You have less patience. You're misinterpreting each other. You're poking at each other. You might be mean. You might be derogatory, and you might just be harder than you need to be. And so recognizing when you're not in a place of health, you're spilling over onto others in a negative way. And if we're trying to make the world a better place, starting with yourself just means as I work on me, I can pause and reflect. I'm more responsive than reactive. I'm less irritable and more compassionate that everybody's got something going on. So if somebody else is in a bad mood, instead of personalizing it, recognizing people show me more about who they are 
than who I am. I don't need to personalize how people treat me. I need to maybe have a little bit of compassion that this person is not in their highest and best and in their best version of health. Learning to work on ourselves gives us patience, calmness, valuing life, bringing in moments of joy, like a treat in the day or a walk in nature or being able to just read or listen to something that lifts you. It is important for us to take charge. Are we doing things in a day that just makes us race through the day? Am I doing things that pause and reflect to bring me joy? If I'm in a state of joy, I'm rippling outside of me, also showing people that they need to value that. As I'm a better person to me, I'm a better mother, I'm a better friend, I'm a better colleague, and I'm more productive, and I'm more compassionate for the things that I didn't get done. You know, we've got to be a little bit kinder to ourselves. There's this constant need to be productive versus just be present. Here and now, all is well. We've got to sometimes remember of how much I have versus always looking at what I'm lacking. This time of the season is a great time of gratitude. We talk about it. Learn to implement it in your life. And yes, if we want to bring a better change to the world, it starts with you as you're a better person. One, you're proud of yourself. So secondly, you're role modeling to others. You're perfect and work in progress too. You don't have to be perfect. You have to be real. And real comes with good days and bad days. Doesn't matter what version of life you're living, single, married, child, left with children, you're going to have good days and bad days. And on a tough day, let's take the edge off it by bringing in healthy habits, hobbies, interests, spending time with people that lift us, watching comedies, going for a walk in nature, spending more time with our pets, doing things that lift us, a bubble bath, you know, volunteering somewhere. And on a happy day, celebrating it and having gratitude for the moments of, you know, blessings that you have in your life. I think it's a recipe of each and every one of us slowing down a bit because when you're irritable, you're definitely in a place of sometimes not recognizing what's off and what the purpose of the irritability is. A recent um, finding I had, I had a weekend that I was a bit on the irritated side and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay home and rest. And I remember in one of my meditation moments going in and saying, what am I irritated by? Everything's going well. And something that came to me in that moment of silence was the irritation was the only way I was going to block off the weekend and just rest. So sometimes we even see symptoms as bad, but they have a proactive, good, healthy version of why they're in your life. That moment of irritation made me cancel plans with my family members, made me also just take a weekend away from social activities to stay home, rest, declutter, and just feel more in charge of my life. By that isolated moment of a weekend, I got a lot of rest in place, but that wouldn't have shown up if I wasn't feeling irritated. So sometimes it's also recognizing some of the symptoms we judge as bad are really there for your own health and wellness too. So instead of judgment, removing judgment of ourselves, removing judgment of others, you know, guilt, shame, blame, we do this to ourselves. It's about us having love and compassion and being authentic and genuine and doing what feels right for a greater good, which is being healthier, not only for us, for other people too. What I really love about your sharing that story, Dr. Vermani, is you were listening to your body. That is something that we need to learn uh, and, and just embrace that we do that. Listen to what's going on and question it. And that goes back to alcohol and drugs too. Like many times we take the edge off things, but those edge offs are numbing agents. They numb what are sometimes symptoms we need to listen to. 
And so it is important for us to listen to our body and sometimes be also in a clean vessel, in a clean state of mind to recognize, whoa, I keep being irritated with this person. Maybe I need to set boundaries. Or at the end of the day, I'm always reaching out for a drink. Maybe I need to look at what part of my day feels so stressful that my muscles and my body is this tight. That maybe I need to bring physio in or massage in or bring in more breaks so that I don't feel so tired at the end of the day. Recognizing sleep problems, recognizing unhealthy habits that we just form as habits and patterns that we need to break those patterns of. It's good for us to be in a clean state to recognize behaviors and symptoms. Symptoms come up in our lives as physiological in your body, headaches, muscle aches, abdominal distress, constipation, diarrhea, panic attacks, fatigue. They also show up as negative thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't manage it. I'm letting people down, guilt, shame, blame, you know, thoughts about the world, men, women, how relationships need to be, avoiding confrontation. These are all thoughts that sometimes circulate and ruminate in our head that can cause us stress. And replacing them with positive thoughts or looking at what we're doing right instead of always looking at what we're lacking is important. And the third way symptoms show up is maladaptive behaviors, unhealthy habits of comfort eating, alcohol, drugs, video gaming, avoidance, denial, procrastination, staying in unhealthy relationships, not asking for help, not delegating, staying in a workplace that feels unhealthy and it's time for us to change. All human suffering is a catalyst for change. So when you're suffering with any type of symptoms, it's good to pause and reflect to say, okay, what am I supposed to change in my life to shift things? If we didn't have pain and suffering, we wouldn't shift. We wouldn't get a new job. We wouldn't reach out there and go back to school. We wouldn't change our relationship dynamics to make it healthier. We wouldn't, you know, ask for that raise. Recognizing that turmoil on the inside or symptoms that get louder and louder over time are sometimes just signals that you have to change something in your life. Reconceptualizing how you see pain instead of numbing it is a great way of going deeper and looking at wellness. When we're dreading a time of the season like the holidays, what is that symptom telling me about the holidays? I don't have good associations with them. How can I reconceptualize that? How can I reinvent the holidays? How can I make it more joyful than the time I dread? And to really understand we have that power, we have the ability within us to make that happen. Life is many times in our control I have people come in my office and complain about horrible circumstances and backgrounds that they come from. We might not be able to change the circumstances that show up in our life, but we can definitely have charge and control of how we manage our circumstances, how we manage our stress, how we change circumstances to be healthier and in our highest and best. Many times we have to revise the concept of thought. You know, we have to make our faith bigger than our fear. Faith is believing in your skill set, that I can handle whatever shows up in my life. Fear is self-doubt. I'm not sure if I can handle things, and that gets us anxious and stressed out. That self-doubt, we got to work on not feeling capable of handling life to feeling more empowered and capable. To date, reflect. Each and every day, you've handled whatever shows up. So life is a series of experiences, and we have a tendency to judge our experiences as either positive or negative. Let's remove the judgment. Just see life as experiences, and whenever it feels a little heavy, do things or bring in resources and tools and help to take the edge off that is healthy. 
And around this time of the season, it is about reconceptualizing life. Start making your faith bigger than your fear. I always wake up in the morning and I say, good or bad, bring it on. Life only gives me what I can handle. If you have that standpoint, I am capable, I can handle things, which to date you have handled, even if you don't feel like you've handled it with the best tact and dignity, you've handled things. A purpose of learning is to learn better tools to make things easier to handle, better to handle, more equipped so that we feel more capable. And that's where sometimes asking for help or going for therapy or talking to your family doctor or even your peer group. Sometimes we learn from our peers how they are working on betterment and we learn from each other. Learn to reach out, speak out, and also get the help that you need so that you're in a place of feeling capable to handle whatever life brings you. That is just so amazing and wonderful, Dr. Vermani. I will point us in the direction of the book once again, because I think it's just so great in terms of really going through various aspects and steps with ourselves, a deeper wellness. And let's mention your website too, because there too is a wealth of information. On my website, there's articles every week since the pandemic started. So you can get meditations. You can hear me read the article if you're in chronic pain. And so www.drmonicavermani.com. And you can find me um, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. There's tons of resources and articles I put out every week as my contribution to help people just work on self-care and self-betterment and just remember that a deeper wellness starts with you. Oh, Dr. Vermani, you are such a wealth of good information and support, and I am just so grateful that we've had this time with you and you have shared all that you have. My I'm greatest thanks. Thank you for bringing me on the show today. Oh, you're so welcome.